Robeson here. Thank you for joining me on this podcast where we talk about spirituality, the awakening process, mental health, and so much more. Join me weekly to get your weekly dose of spirituality and medicine. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Souls, welcome to today's episode. I have a very special episode for you today. We are doing group Akashic Record readings. I've selected several participants to give an on-the-spot Akashic Record reading to. I love doing these because if any of the information resonates with you that I gave to one of these participants, it is for you. Anything that doesn't resonate with you, leave it behind. It's not for you. I also channel a very sacred message from the guardians of the Akashic Records. If you're new to me or new to the Akashic Records, every word deep thought from the moment your soul is incepted is recorded in the Akash. And we can tap into the Akash and receive love and guidance and support in any and all areas of our lives. The guardians, the masters, teachers, and loved ones wanna support us in any and all areas of our lives. And I love this tool because it is a life tool that can bring us great insight and great wisdom. And for me, I'm always divinely guided on who I select so that it serves the highest good for our community. And I'm also really excited to share this channeled message with you because it is powerful. It is so powerful. So let's jump in. Welcome everyone to our free group reading. I'm so excited you are here. Um, I love doing this. So I wanna just set context for our call today so you get the most out of it. If you're watching this replay, you're gonna still get 100% of the benefit by watching it even if you didn't join us live. If I don't select you for a reading, you're still gonna get 100% of the benefit by watching this live or catching the replay because we're in a group setting. And what that means is I'm going to select um, several different people to give on the spot readings to, Akashic Record readings to. Um, whatever resonates in that reading for you, take it, that's yours, that's meant for you. And whatever doesn't, let it go, um, don't carry, don't take it on as your truth or a part of you at all because it's not for you. And because we're in a group setting, um, the guardians are always going to channel for the collective as well and for the individual. And I love this about it because sometimes when we're hearing something from someone else, we're like, ooh, that like, that feels like that's that's speaking to me. And it is speaking to you because you're a part of this reading. I put us all in this really beautiful protective bubble when I do these readings. And I don't go into the records after this reading is done, uh, but I always set the intention that whatever's gonna serve the highest good is gonna come forward for everyone to receive. Um, and whatever doesn't serve the highest good to let that go. Um, I'm also being guided to channel a message from the guardians today. So I'm gonna channel a message in a little bit from the masters, teachers, and loved ones. If you're joining us, please note that this is for entertainment purposes only. I've got to do my legal disclaimers and that you are held responsible for your own decision. My company is not held responsible. Okay. With that being said, Rob, I'm going to pick you first. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thanks. I'm fine. How are you? Good. Oh, hold on. Let me pin you too. Awesome. Okay. Perfect. So do you know what question you want to ask in the records today? Um, just about uh, karmic death, what, what, or life, life's uh, path, what, what I need to do, basically. So, like, what's your purpose? Is what the question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are you currently doing? Um, I'm actually I can't, I'm unable to work because of my health. I've got really bad health. I've got uh, multiple conditions. I'm sorry. Uh, I have. Um, multiple spine conditions 
I have um, chronic migraine, and there's a load of little things. I'm sorry. Heart conditions. So there's a couple couple things that I'm getting to ask you first before I share a few things with you. Is what do you enjoy doing that brings you like just like elated fun? Like they're saying, just like that brings a smile to to your face. What do you like doing? Uh, spending time with your granddaughter. Okay, beautiful. And how often do you get to do that? Uh, she well, she lives quite far away from me, so the daughter brings her down about every fortnight or something like that. So you get to see her every once in a while, is what you're saying? Yeah, every couple of weeks, yeah. Every couple of weeks. Okay, awesome. And uh, what else do you like doing on a daily basis that like brings you a lot of joy and a lot of fun? Um, I look after me dogs. I have I have a couple of dogs, um, and I like reading as well. Okay, awesome. So the reason why they're having me ask these questions is because there's right now what they're wanting you to do is to find meaning in the daily things that you're doing. Because when you find meaning in the daily things that you are doing, you're going to start physically feeling better. And when you start physically feeling better, you'll actually start to, it's like almost like, um, and for me, I'm when I'm having like a flare up or a chronic pain episode, it's hard to see through the black cloud sometimes when mm -hmm. you're just having one of those days where you're just like, oh, everything just doesn't feel right. My body doesn't feel right. And they're, they, I call that static. They're calling it noise. And so for, for you, they're wanting you to find meaning throughout your day in the things that you're doing, because it will clear out the noise of the things that are happening um, currently on an emotional and physical level for you. And by doing that, what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up starting to untangle some of the emotional components that are triggering the physical pain. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you can spend more time with your granddaughter, like she's going to be one of um, the biggest like helpers in your chapter that you're in right now um because what happens when you're with her is there's this childlike wonder this childlike innocence and it's almost like you forget what's happening to your physical body at that moment in time because you're able to just kind of be immersed in her joy and her laughter and her fun and her little uh like nuances that she she has does that make sense yeah yeah and so what they're saying is, look at your schedule. How can you rearrange it in a way that you can spend more time with her? Because by doing this, what's going to end up happening is you're going to start feeling better. And okay. if you feel better, you'll start seeing what's coming down the line because part of it, I call this following the energy of what's coming forward. But part of this is you like really trusting your intuition on where you're wanting to go next. But it's hard when you have all that noise from all of the stuff that's happening on a physical level for you. Okay. Yeah. Is that helpful? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Questions or comments? Um. So I, I I don't really go out, you see, so I'm stuck in the household side. That's the problem. That's that's, that's what that's why they're wanting you to. It, it, are you able to go and visit your granddaughter? Um, yeah, it it it's really difficult to do. Mm -hmm. The pain and stuff. Um, but I I've had my license taken off me because of my heart condition. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, um, so what uh, they're saying is get creative. This is a part, this is the chapter you're in. So I don't know if you saw the um, the previous reading that I did just recently, but the first person I got asked the same question, like, what is my purpose? And yeah. 
um, I'm just going to give you a little recap of what they had me say to her, because this is a part of this. Like we have many purposes and many chapters in our lives. And right now, this is your chapter of getting super creative and getting creative in ways that you can one, move your body and one, get to see your granddaughter. Because th that's the reason why they had me ask, like, what actually brings you joy? And you said my granddaughter and my dogs, right? Your, your animals. And so it's, if you can see her more, that's awesome. But I totally understand if you can't drive. So how can you get creative with it? Um, I'm not sure. I'd have to think on that one. Yeah. So meditate on it. And it could be talking to, uh, is your granddaughter, your daughter's daughter or your son's yeah. daughter? Your daughter's you daughter? Daughter. Okay, so talk to your daughter and um, see what she thinks about it and see what she might have some thoughts or resources or things that you might not have considered. And it's about opening up that conversation so that one, not only are you creating beautiful memories with your granddaughter, you're actually giving yourself some of the best medicine that you can. And that's being with family, being with community and laughter. Because the more that you can laugh, the more that you can play, the more that you can have fun, the more that you're going to start feel, physically feeling better. Yeah. Isn't that helpful? I know it's it hard is. to be like, well, how do I do that? And it, it, the first step is getting creative and talking to your daughter about it as well. Okay. Okay. And then oh. as far as spending the time with your, your dogs, uh, do you have two dogs? Four. You have four dogs. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, do you get to go outside with them, or is that too hard for your heart condition? In the in the garden, I've got a big garden, so they're running around out there. Perfect. If you can spend more time just outside in general, you don't have to be walking around or do anything, but just sitting outside in nature is going to help help you do that. And just take you know because you're taking the dogs outside anyways. Um, that's going to help you with that too. And that's where the creative juices will start to flow. If you're just kind of sitting outside in the sunshine and just being in the garden. Yeah. Is that Makes helpful? Sense. It is. Yeah. And, um, they're not seeing it's not these grandiose, um, not these like big gigantic acts that you have to be thinking of. They want you to think of small things and it could be, let's hang out on zoom today with my granddaughter. Or on um, FaceTime or on video, because that way you're getting to see her a little bit more and you don't have to physically go there in order to do it too. Yeah, I do that as well. FaceTime. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's another creative solution. But it's like the, the two words that I want you to walk away with is creative, creativity. Yeah. And sunshine, because those are the two things that it, like your body and your soul is craving the most. And those two things lead into what we were talking about before, which is this childlike wonder and this happiness and joy. Okay, makes sense. Awesome, my dear. Well, I hope you feel better. And I'm sending you a big, gigantic hug. And... I can't wait to to hear how you get creative with spending some more time with your your granddaughter. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. And again, if something doesn't resonate, it's not it's not for you. Whatever pieces resonate, take it. Whatever doesn't, does not take. And also, there might be a piece that just resonates that if someone else that you know. How are you? Um, how are yourself? Good. I'm excited to do a reading for you. What question do you have? My question pertains to career choice. Um, okay. So right now I am currently one of your students in several different courses, but also I'm mean, a, a bit of a crossroads. I'm thinking of either do this, become an Akasha Records reader and, you know, own into my psychic abilities and stuff a lot more, or this in a combination of uh, becoming a real estate expert, like which is what I'm pursuing right now, along with, I have like so many different ideas and I, I'm trying to like narrow this, my career choice down and in order to create generational wealth, I'm trying to hone in on those 
uh, skills and abilities. Okay, cool. So what scares you about becoming a healer? I think more than anything, what other people would have to say about, mm. and, and that's, that's family. Like I've always been like, quote unquote, the black sheep, or, or at least I felt that way. So that part really doesn't bother me. It's just that my, I have a really strong religious background growing yeah. upbringing. So that kind of the people who I think, uh, who would matter to me the most are no longer living that, mm. you know, their, their, their opinions. I got goosebumps on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of rough for me knowing, but at the same time, this is, I feel like we all have our own way moving forward in life. So that's one of those, you know, one of those things where am I honoring my ancestors along with finding my way? Yeah. Um, so there's several things that are coming up to share with you too, is that, oh, well, I like how they're starting at two. <laughs> Let me go to one first. No, they're telling me to go to two. Okay. Two is why can't you do both? Why can't you be in real estate and still do the becoming a healer? Because ultimately you're going to lead to both of those paths anyways. And that's why you're interested in both because one leads into the other and the other leads back into it as well. So when it comes to real estate and building generational wealth, there's many different avenues on ways that you can build generational wealth with real estate. You can do a syndications, you can do uh, multifamilies, you can do flips and things like that. But they're saying that they're, you're, you're just starting to um, scratch the surface on what that even looks like in terms of where you can go with it. And they're, they're saying that the fastest route always seems like it would be real estate, but that's also the slowest route at the same time because of what you need in terms of in order to get, depending on what path you're taking in real estate to build generational wealth depends on what what your what resources you'll need in general, and they're saying that. Um, and I don't know what path you're considering taking in terms of your real estate career. So the issue is when I say real estate expert, that means like every area, like leaving no stone unturned because that's, that's, I'm a student of whatever it is that I do. So that's, I think that's my biggest issue. And it seems like I, I feel like I hesitate, but I'm no, I know too, I'm not really hesitating. I'm learning. Yeah. Um, so that's the, the bigger so, part of it. Because there's several things that I'm seeing about the real estate. Are you a part of any um, realist, local real estate groups in your area? I am not. Okay. Start there. Okay. Because if you can get into um, any like referral groups or local, um, yeah, local referral groups or um, meetups that, and I'm not talking about the website meetups just in general, like it's a general term I'm using, like meetups where real estate professionals come in and you get to hear about all the different ways that real estate works. That's going to help you understand what path to take and what one makes the most sense for what you're wanting to do um, okay. because there's so many paths to take and you'll learn about what syndication is. You'll learn about what multifamily looks like. You'll learn about what it looks like to, to be um, like, I don't see you doing flips. Like I don't see you doing like the traditional things. And so that's yeah. why it's really important to get involved in those groups while you're building your healing business. Okay. Because the healing, it, I, I'm not going to say it's the fastest, easiest route because it's not. Both routes are going to have their own challenges because it's how you're going to face the fears along the path of what it looks like. But you can do both things. You don't have to select one or the other. And the real estate is going to be the long, slow studying where it's like it, that doesn't just happen instantly. Um, one, because of many different things that are going on with our economy right now and what that looks like. 
but then there's also which route you're wanting to take. Now, in terms, of, I'm going to go back to this healing, the being a practitioner. And if you notice, I never said practitioner. I keep saying healer mm-hmm. because you're going to be doing more than just doing a reading for someone. You're going to be in the coaching arena. Um, I'm. I would consider myself a coach. I'm in the coaching arena, and yes, I'm a healer. Um, but what I'm doing with people is I'm helping them find the answers for themselves. And so as I I am a practitioner, I am a teacher, but first first and foremost, I'm a healer in the coaching industry. And so they're wanting you to understand that you're going to be doing much more than just doing readings and that you're setting up your coaching business. And you're going to be helping um, very affluent people find their way. And you're also going to be helping a lot of men. Um, that doesn't mean you're not going to help women, but you're going to be helping a lot of men. Is that helpful? It very. Um, yeah, I just, so I'm already kind of moving towards that affluent group. And I, I see that happening. Well, I know that that's happening uh, at the end of the year. Um, so I think this, that's perfect. That's right on target with how things are going or playing out. Beautiful. And when you're in, if you can find some really good real estate groups to to join, I see you joining two or three. Um, you'll stick with two, but you're gonna you'll find three, and then you're gonna drop one of them. Um, okay. But there's gonna be two, and those are gonna be a really great way to one not only learn the 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 industry itself, because real estate's a very uh, complicated yet simple industry, but complicated at the same time. But you're you're going to meet a lot of different people that way as well. And you'll structure your business around what you love and how you can help people. Um, And you'll have a blend of real estate people coming to you too for coaching. Okay, and it's okay. So you you more than answered the questions that, that were in my head. Good, 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 good. I'm awesome. really excited for you. We need more men healers out there, and because it helps the it helps balance out the masculinity, and it also helps women feel safe. And so there's this really beautiful blend when we have more men that come into this arena, into this playground, this sandbox, so that we're all learning how to connect and be with one another. And there's a different level of safety that women have um, when they see spiritual men out there. And then there's also this beautiful way that men get to see what that looks like to be more vulnerable and to be more open to those concepts. So it's really awesome that you're doing it so i wish you the best of luck and i'm really excited for you thank you i totally appreciate that thank you my dear well have fun yes ma'am you too thank you for your help you're welcome awesome i'm really excited what question do you have my dear what is my yeah kind of my path um i had a spiritual awakening about a year ago and it kind of threw a lot of different topics uh like studying ancient topics and like really kind of star seated and I'm just trying to get like if I'm going in the right or what my direction really is or what my abilities are as well. That's that's really your question is what your abilities are, right? Because you already know you want to take that direction. Yeah. I I, I love it. I don't wait your question. Don't waste your question on that. (laughs) You already know that's what you want to do. So you're you are um a seer. And so does that mean you're clairvoyant? Not necessarily. What that means is that you're able to see beyond the veil. You're able to see what is um, what someone is capable of doing, what, what it is possible to do, and then give them the stepping stones to actually go out and start doing it. And they're saying that part of what your next chapter is, is owning that part of it part of your gift and because oftentimes you dismiss some of the things that you receive through your intuition as just uh coincidental yeah and so they're wanting you to start actually taking a step back and viewing it through someone else's lens so the things that you think coincidental like, the, oh, that's just coincidentally yeah. that I knew that, right? Like, oh, it's just 
it's just luck or, or wherever you chalk it up to be. Instead, they're saying that there's one person in your life that you can pretend to switch lenses to that would go, wow, that's amazing that you knew that. Okay. And they're saying that um, you might have like two or three people that you can start off with, but they're saying your homework is to think of all the people that love you. And they could be friends and family members and colleagues and things like that. And someone that's just like always just like, oh, wow, that's so cool that you knew that. And they might not even use those terms, but they're wanting you to think of someone in your life that usually has those types of responses that are your biggest cheerleader. And um, then when something happens that you're, that's like, oh, I just did that thing again. Instead of chalking it up to it's a coincidence, you're going to pretend like you're that person for two seconds and you're going to hear their voice in your mind say, oh my God, that's so cool. Okay. I think I, know who, I think I know who it is. Yeah. And, uh, there's not a lot of people that I uh, talk to because a lot of my stuff is kind of very out there, I find. Um, <laughs> there is one person though that I, I do, I can think of, yes. Okay. And then the next person, and this is for a lot of you guys that are watching this, own your weirdness. It is okay yeah. to be weird. It is okay to be out there. It is like, it's time to start really coming out of your spiritual closet. And so if you have some people that you can think of that would be like, yeah, that's awesome. The more that you start shifting your perspective into, I have people that love me and support me and support my views on things, mm -hmm. you're going to start attracting more and more and more people into your life. Yeah. And those out there things, and I'm putting that in quotations, and those weird things and those strange things are just going to become the norm in the conversations yeah. where you don't even have to set context for it. You don't have to go, I know this is going to sound weird. Yeah. You don't have to say that. You can just say, and it's so liberating when you reach that point where you're just like, yeah, so such and such happened today. And that person's like, that's so cool where you don't have to put a disclaimer before you say what you're wanting to say. And I'm, I'm going to emphasize this for anybody that this resonates for right now. This is a very crucial, important step of spirituality because you're owning your gifts and you're not diminishing them. And so the more that we actually go X, Y, Z happened without the disclaimer the more you're saying yes to the universe that I understand that this is a gift and I'm using it right now and I'm not going to diminish that gifts with my words. Is that helpful? Yeah, makes sense, yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, and I'm just hearing to share this. I used to do this all the time where I would like call my sister up and I'm like, oh my God, I know this is gonna sound so weird. And she goes, yeah. would you just stop saying that? <laughs> <laughs> because she didn't care if it sounded weird. She just wanted me to share the story. And so that's part of this whole thing is just say what you want to say without the disclaimer and that the seer in you, um, and they're wanting me to say it seer, like S-E-E-R, that in you, you're going to start really owning that part. So one plays into the other. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, I just, um, yeah, I find it's it's hard to, like, whenever no one's around to witness it, like, I have these little moments where it's like the tarot cards, and they line up, and everything's lining up, and then no one's around to witness it, so I'm like, oh, well, do they think, like, I'm making it up, or, you know, that I didn't do that, so I think that's just maybe a fear that I have myself, is just that maybe not trusting my abilities and not trusting that other people will believe me. Yeah. Um, but I do have a couple of those people that are like, oh yeah, no, that is super cool. I want to hear more. So uh, I'm glad that you said that because uh, now I have something to work with. So thank you so much for the confirmation. <laughs> and the most important witness is you. Yeah. So when you're witnessing that and no one else is around, that's when that person's voice flips on in your head that your friend and it's like, look what you just did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Awesome, my dear. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. 
am I echoing because I'm on speaker, I guess. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep. Awesome. What question do you have, my dear? Uh, it's about the master Akashic records and the world records, if you have insight on those, like the like each planet have its own records as well, right? Other than your own records. So if you have insight on those, I would like to know. I'm just divinely guided to ask. Yeah, yeah, questions. yeah. So okay, so there's all these really beautiful terms for all these different types of records, but yeah. everything is held within the Akash. And so okay. there are many different ways and many different places that we can go inside of the Akash. And then there's people that will say there's galactic records. And yes, there are galactic records. Um, there's also crystal records. Crystals oh, have yeah. records. Um, my desk has a record. My plants have a record. Every human has a record. Every soul has a record. Every animal has a record. Every insect. So there's all these different records within the Akash. And how we label them can change. So for example, like uh, the records are referred to as the book of life inside the Bible for like our community, we just call them the Akashic records. Yeah. And I think you asked like what the world records are. Is that what you asked? Um, More like insights to those because insights I, to the different types of records. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like more of more like collective records or something like that like as a whole or something like that uh, okay i get it. i think i think i understand what you're saying so you're like um are you wanting like a message for the the collective is that what you're asking yeah for? if you're like do you want to tune into that collective record as a whole yeah then that's is there a way for you to tap into that or something yeah we we naturally always are tapped into the collective energy everyone is Okay. Because we're we're so interconnected and we're so intergalactic and we're so multidimensional that there is no separation from the collective itself until we consciously decide to separate from it. And okay. so that we are impacted, there's like a scale that can measure. So when 9-11 happened, there's a scale that you can see the collective energy shifted and changed on, on our whole planet. And so we're constantly, even if people in different countries were not impacted by what happened on that day, there's a collective scale that we're always connected into and we can feel and we can sense things. It's similar to and what I, what I mean by that is um, it's similar to, have you ever thought of a friend and you're like, oh, I should call that person. And then all of a sudden they end up calling you or they end up texting you um, within a day or two or even within the hour. It's similar to that. Like we are constantly um, connecting into something and interacting with the energetics of the collective at all times. And so one of the things that I'm just being guided to share since you asked this question is, and I'm going to tie it back to you, the most important thing is to understand that we are always connected, but we also have the ability to separate so that we understand what is ours and what is others. And that's really, really important because the collective energy can be really, really heavy at times. And it can be really hard to be processing stuff. And so when we actually separate from the collective, we get an opportunity to really stay into our quantum radius. We get to feel into our energy and know what's true for us and what is what we're responsible for versus what we're taking on for the collective. And the collective is not only the collective of our community, it's the collective of our family, it's the collective of our ancestors. So, I mean, there there's even more layers within when we even just break okay. down collective as well. It's one of those like mind melting things that when you start thinking yep. about it, you're like, oh my goodness, there's so many layers here to look at. <laughs> okay. Is that helpful? Yeah. Probably my last question is, I think when I'm exploring the Akashic records, I've seen keys. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what they are. 
Um, well, the, the, the keys, are you like seeing like a physical key or is it, um, like when you meet a guardian, then he hands you a key, something like that analogy. And I couldn't explain it. So yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. Um, so there are, there are key holders and gatekeepers. You are a key holder. Think about it this way. When we have the, um, we all have like different responsibilities and different gifts in our life. And some people are the people that open the door and like are at the gate and um, are manning the gate. And then there's other people like you that have the key that assists the other person to unlocking the door, unlocking the gate. And so it just depends on what chapter you are in your life, on what that the, that key is to assist in unlocking. But we are always, um, just because you're a key holder doesn't mean that um, you don't get to see where gates are. And just like people that are gatekeepers don't get to get keys, we all get to have those experiences. But just some of us are really good at unlocking things and some of us are really good at at holding down the fort and like protecting things. Is that helpful? Sorry. I My know I'm speaking like in metaphors. Thing or something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Say that again. Uh, I'm lock picking or, or something. <laughs> uh, no, you're not lock picking. Just kidding. You literally uh, get that's the key. all my questions for now. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, you get the key, my dear. It's not something you you have to worry about on how to use it because the uh, the how unfolds very naturally depending on what Perfect. chapter you are in your life and what the key is for might not unfold for many years down the road. Okay. And with that also being said, you might get a key and you might actually understand what it means within a day or a week or an hour of receiving it. And so it just depends because this is spirituality and that's the beautiful thing about spirituality is sometimes our guides give us information that we completely understand instantly. And then there's times where it has to simmer like a soup, where it just, it has to be in our energy field. It has to be with us for a really long time before we fully understand what it actually is meant or how it's meant to be used. But you're a key holder. And so you're going to have many keys that come your way. I wouldn't over complicated or over like worry about like what you're meant to be doing with it when you get a key meditate on it and then it will reveal itself to you when the timing is right okay it's just because when when i asked the key what it's about that's when they said world records or master records that that's why i asked about insights about it because how expansive is that topic for for you to handle or yeah, so there's realms within realms within realms within yeah. realms within realms, okay? And so if you think about the Akashic Records or this cup, well, within this cup can be many, many realms within that, within this, within this field. And so it doesn't just end in that one little spot. It's all interconnected and the we can go in and in and in and in and in and in. But the more that you practice the records, the more that's revealed. And it, it all oh, comes okay. down to practice. And it all comes down to how you're practicing, what way you're entering them, and where you're going next with them as well. Okay. Helpful? Yep, very. Thank you. Awesome. I, I got the insights, actually. I, I'm, I'm getting downloads right now that they're showing me what it was. Oh, okay. I got it. Yay! Thank well, thanks, Zero. Thanks for asking Thank the question. You. Thank you for having me. No problem. Nikki? Hi. How are you? I'm here. <laughs> As you Thank took you. a really deep sigh. Yes. What question do you have, my dear? So you had uh, mentioned um, about the different layers of the body and every single one can be online except one that just keeps drawing you back. And that resonated so deeply with me because I keep, I keep cycling two steps forward, one and a half steps back. So there's like, you know, this minute progress, which I realize 
steps in the right direction are still steps forward. And I'm very grateful for that. But, it but I'm frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I'm also aware of my, um, my capabilities and my potential. And so I, I know that there's so much more that I can and meant to do in, in this life. I'm already uh, doing readings, tarot and numerology readings. I have been for years. Um, I, I get parallel lifetime messages for people. I feel like I connect to the Akasha already and it comes through my readings already. And I'm in this container to grow as a healer and a coach. I'm working on my website, all the things. And I do the activations. I do, I mean, so much. I mean, I've got so many things here behind me, if you can see and feel them. And yet there's something that just keeps cycling me back and it's just so frustrating. Okay. So what's your question? The question is, how do I get her in line? <laughs> yeah. Well, first is to know which one it is. And we, all of the bodies go through cycles. And so um, immediately who poked her ugly head up, and not that she's ugly, but it's like, I can just see her, uh, was your ego. Your ego likes things the way it is, and she does not care if you struggle or not because it's what she familiar is what is what she's familiar with. And if you become too successful, you will leave her behind. And I keep talking with her. I'm like, no, you're coming with me. Like, let's go. Like, you're still in the car. I'm just putting you in the back seat. I'll still listen to you. Like, we're still a team. Like, this is for our best good. Let's go. Yeah. So. The ego doesn't want to drive in the backseat. So the ego has to drive shotgun. Okay. That's front seat next to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. She wants, she wants to drive in the passenger seat because she wants to be in the driver's seat, but you're not going to let her do that. So it's like a punishment to her. If you put her in the backseat, she feels like she's a little kid sitting in a car seat. And it's like, she feels like she's strapped down. And so part of what she's wanting to get your attention on is, and the way she's saying it, she's like, I know things, I know things. I'm the one that helps. I know things. And so it's not about uh, making her right or wrong. It's including her in the conversation, but letting her know where her place is. And it's, again, think about it like this. Um, it's kind of like uh, that old saying, children are meant to be seen, not heard. Well, she's feeling like that, where she's not, you're seeing her, but she's you're not hearing her. And so it's more about allowing her to have a voice, but with boundaries. Just like a little kid, you have to have really good boundaries with the little kids so that they grow up to be good functioning adults, uh, good beings, good humans um, that are kind and compassionate and things like that. And so the ego just wants to be involved and she knows so many things. Doesn't mean that they're always right. And it doesn't mean that they're wrong either because some of the stuff is very spot on that she knows um and some of it is skewed from her perception from the past and so the more that you include her in conversations throughout your day the more she's going to be okay with riding in the passenger seat with you and not in the back because if she rides in the back that means she's still in the in the past it does it, it's it leads to the question then how do you allow her into the dialogue without taking over or you know setting the boundary so that it doesn't spiral into this um, self-sabotage loop to keep you in the known and familiar that's what i teach in sacred awakening is how to have really powerful conversations with your bodies and what that looks like and how to do it um but it's just having a conversation and then where where to go with it is when it does go into self-sabotage is how, how you use your tools in order to heal. Those self-sabotaging cycles are those loops that she might get stuck in because having the conversation and hearing what the ego has to say 
then knowing what to do with it is really important. Knowing what to do with it next is the most crucial step because if you're if it is if you're in this loop that just keeps going and going and going and going and going, it can feel so defeating um, because you're just like, well, what do I do? And so that's where, like for me, that's where the records come in. You can use tarot to to see what to do next with her. So that's something that you can do. Questions about it? What I see your brain, I see your wheels just turning. <laughs> there, yeah, you're right. There's definitely a million different avenues because she does pop up when I am giving readings. And then it interrupts the flow of the channeling of the message. And then the, the doubt pops in and then it, the goosebumps stop coming to know that I'm saying the right things. And it, it disrupts the read. She disrupts the reading sometimes. And I get so aggravated and annoyed at her. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. There, there's um, systems that you can put in place. That's something that I teach inside of sacred awakening is like very specific systems on with the ego because the ego in the mental body, the ego and the mental body have very specific things that they want to be in charge of. And if you don't have specific boundaries put in place with them, they can overtake something so fast. And it's learning how to be in relationship with them in a different way, because then you're learning how to be in, in, in different relationship with yourself. Helpful. I can see that starting to like really land for you. Yeah, I'm gonna focus some attention on on ego and mind relationship and, and boundaries and, and and I know gratitude and appreciation help with anything. Um and dialoguing. I give this advice to so many people so all the time. Yeah, uh, I mean, like we are as healers, we and this is for anybody, like we as humans have the hardest time taking our own advice, but we're, it's so easy to, to, to share with other people because we see it. And so it's learning how to put that into practice for yourself. Okay. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do one. Of, I'll review one of your sessions and go into the records and see what comes up. Awesome, cool. my dear. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. All right, beautiful souls. Let's do a channel message. And I hope you enjoyed today's session. The I always love doing these things just because I want, I never know what's going to come up or what questions are going to come forward. Um, and I love that the master's teachers and loved ones selected a bunch of men today, which is awesome because usually we have a large amount of women on here. So um, love that. This is what the master's teachers and loved ones are wanting to share as a collective message for everyone. A broken heart is a broken heart until you mend it. You mend it with compassion. You mend it with words. You mend it with feelings. You mend it with intention. You mend it with community. You mend it with laughter. You mend it with joy. You mend it with action. You mend it with purpose. The more that you give yourself permission to open your heart and be vulnerable, you also mend what was once broken. You are not broken, but the physicality and the energetics may feel broken or may feel vulnerable or may feel off than the way that your soul has intended for you to feel, the way that creation has intended for you to feel. And so mending the heart means mending the soul, which also means mentoring the self. Mentoring the self back to wholeness and recognizing wholeness allows the human experience to not have separation from the oneness of self. The oneness of self is the God self, the creator self. The uh, They're showing me this like big gigantic uh, celestial being like it's it's you. It's you are the universe. You are the cosmos and you are not outside of that. What dwells and what created the universe created you, and you are not separate from that. And so the more that you are willing to actually take a look at how you shield yourself, how you are protecting the wounds that have created 
the broken heart. The more that you will be able to free yourself much quicker from the past and past conditionings and past patternings and the the thoughts and the actions and the words and the deeds that keep you in that reality and that vibrational frequency. If you start mending them and willingly create vulnerability, willingly, I just see this is, they're just showing me visuals and the way that I'm, I'm being guided to share the visual is they're wanting me to actually share the visual so that you can have the impact of how I'm explaining the visual. So I want to set context for that. But it's like, I see like a toddler with a teddy bear, with a stethoscope, like her, her or this child checking the teddy bear's heart and then grabbing a little Band-Aid to put on the teddy bear. And she's mending to the teddy bear and taking really great care of the teddy bear. And the teddy bear is just surrendering. Surrendering to her love, surrendering to the, the possibility of being whole again and accepting of that love. And so part of this is you learning that self-acceptance. And the more that you do that, the freer you'll become and the more whole you will become and the more that you'll recognize your wholeness because you're not actually broken and you're not, but we forget that because of the things that have occurred. And they're wanting me to say this one last thing. Community, joy, and laughter are some of the best medicines for healing a broken heart, for healing the wounds that have created separation from self and separation from wholeness. When we're in community, like we are right now, that creates a different synergy, creates a different energy that allows us to understand and be open to new possibilities. So I hope you found this message very, 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 very helpful. I'm sending you all a magnificent, gigantic hug. I look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Take care. Bye. All right, my friends, thank you so much for joining me today. What message resonated with you the most? Comment below, give me a review, share this with a friend, and please make sure you like and subscribe. Did you love the channel message? How did that resonate with you? I would love to hear from you. All right. I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Take care. Bye.